Welcome to Making Our Way Forward, a podcast where we share compelling life stories and learn from the experience of everyday entrepreneurs. At NACI, we celebrate diversity and invite you to join the conversation as we talk to entrepreneurs and leaders from all walks of life. We hope that by telling their stories, we bring you inspiration, empower you to take action, and ignite entrepreneurship in your community. Welcome to Making Our Way Forward podcast. I'm coming to you today from Washington, D.C. NACI had a very exciting experience today being part of a U.S. congressional hearing on small businesses. So we're continuing our day with the recording of this podcast. We have a very special guest, Ellen Erickson, who is the director of U.S. Ecosystems for Global Entrepreneurship Week. So we're excited to have her here with us, and we're going to dive right in and ask Ellen maybe to just introduce herself and maybe share a little bit, Ellen, about your background and what brought you to doing the work that you're doing today. Sure. So thank you for having me. Um, so again, my name is Ellen Erickson. I'm the director for U.S. Ecosystems at GEN, and my responsibilities include helping build sustainable ecosystems throughout the United States, uh, which also includes running Global Entrepreneurship Week in the United States, which is happens every year in November, and it's just the world's largest celebration of entrepreneurship. Uh, and we encourage conversations to start that week that we can have throughout the year regarding entrepreneurship. But I got into this by working for city government in Pittsburgh, um, and I hosted a lot of small business resource fairs, created a micro loan, worked on um, access to capital for lots of businesses. And there you see a lot of barriers to participation, what makes it difficult for businesses to start and grow, whether that be policy or language barriers or access to capital because of poor credit and things like that. So that really inspired me to take a look at that on a larger scale. Um, and so now I get to do a lot of that work throughout the United States and learn a lot of best practices that I can help um, share with a larger network. Yeah, that's great. You have a great background. And I think really probably lessons learned and, and trying to help, um, help people that don't have access to capital is really one of the passion points for NACI. Um, that's what why we run our Everyday Entrepreneur Venture Fund, um, which we'll have to talk to you about another time. But I want to ask you before we go further, for those who will be tuning in that may not understand what an ecosystem is, they might think of a rainforest or in the, the context of biology, but share with us, what does ecosystem mean um, in the vernacular of the work that you do and how the Coffin Foundation um, spreads this out um, around the world? Sure. Um, well, I look at an ecosystem of the various actors in your community, whether that be your city, your county, your state, um, that contribute to entrepreneurship and allowing entrepreneurs to start and grow in a community. Um, so whether that is an educational institution, foundations, banks, etc., those people who make an entrepreneur feel welcome and able um, to start and grow that business. So again, accelerators, investors, all of these kinds of people that can help make a business be sustainable in a place. Um, that's how I look at an ecosystem. So not unlike an environmental ecosystem, um, you look at all of the various things that make that thrive. 
Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. It reminds me of it takes a village, right? Um, and to be successful in business and probably in life, you know, you need the support and the interaction of other people to accelerate. And as we were speaking a little bit earlier, you were talking about your specific role because you focus on ecosystems and there are certain um, key areas, uh, education and some others that you focus on. So perhaps you could share a little bit about those and maybe the work that surrounds you making progress in those areas. Sure. Um, Well, during Global Entrepreneurship Week, we do have four key themes. Um, They're ecosystems, education, inclusion, and policy. Those are four areas that we look at and that we feel really do impact entrepreneurship. Uh, So we like to take a deep look at those, but also inspire conversations and actions during Global Entrepreneurship Week that can can continue throughout the year and hopefully see action take place that can build upon each year. Um, So especially when it comes to education, for example, um, how are higher educational institutions impacting um, entrepreneurship? Um, First of all, it's where a lot of people are exposed to entrepreneurship. It's allowing Um, them to foster that entrepreneurial spirit or educating them with skill sets that are um, key to workforce development in that specific community, creating talent pipelines, um, but also just allowing them to like tinker and consider um, entrepreneurship as a career path. Um, When I was in school, I didn't know entrepreneurship was a career path. Um, And now I see all of this programming and curriculum forming at schools across the country and the globe um, that are really you know, allowing students to kind of take that career path into their own hands um, and create something new. Yeah. And what you said reminds me a lot because I I agree with you. I did not consider myself to be an entrepreneur. I sort of fell in love with it. What I realized, you know, through meeting people like you and a lot of reading and a lot of engagement is really it is about growth mindset. You know, whether you become a business owner or, you know, start a nonprofit or do something like that, even if you work for a business, um, you can still be entrepreneurial, right? Because you can think, you know, with an eye toward collaboration, right? You know, assets that are in front of you. And As I think about Global Entrepreneurship Week, which we're all celebrating this week, which is very exciting, I believe the statistic that we discussed was over 10 million people are involved, which sounds uh, to me like a huge number. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Global Entrepreneurship Week? uh, Why, you know, why does it exist? You know, how has it grown in the last um, couple of weeks? And what are you what are you excited about um, this particular year, uh, 2021? Sure. So we're in our 13th year of Global Entrepreneurship Week, and it is an international movement um, with thousands of partner organizations um, inspiring people to start and scale businesses. Um, And it's for everyone, whether it's idea stage, early growth, or those who have a side hustle who are considering turning it into a business. Really, this is an opportunity uh, to host an activity in your community, um, whether it's exposing people to resources, it's a pitch competition, an entrepreneurship movie marathon things like that, that really just expose people to entrepreneurship and could help them take uh, the next step in their entrepreneurial journey. Um, So it really does empower entrepreneurs during that week, and that's the goal, but it does take place in all 180 countries we operate in at the same time. So it is a massive celebration of all things entrepreneurship. Um, So in the United States alone, we have thousands of activities taking place in all 50 states. Um, It's a great opportunity to learn from other ecosystems, what's happening in your own ecosystem as well. Um, But 
you know, in 2021, we're recovering from 2020, which was a weird year for all of us. Um, so historically, GEW was all in person, very entrenched in your own ecosystem and the resources there. 2020 was a complete pivot to almost all virtual, which in fact opened some doors because it allowed people to participate in activities outside of their ecosystem and learn from others um, and also do some joint activities virtually and just you know, expand their horizons. Um, not only were communities participating with other U.S. cities, they were participating in global activities virtually. So, you know, on our website, you can see all of the registered activities. And if they're virtual, tune in. There's something you could learn uh, that you could take back home um, and share with others that you could implement. Um, or just fun facts that you might not have known or attend a pitch competition and hear about great new start startups um, in France or Bulgaria or something like that. Um, there's so many options. Yeah, I think that's great. I know pitch competitions are so much fun because they get people out of their comfort zone. And, you know, it's competition, but we all learn something, right? Because if you're not the winner, um, you win because, you know, you're learning from somebody else. And, and, I mean, sort of Nacy's culture, you know, even when you fail to be the, the top person, which, you know, sometimes, you know, you compete for grants or you compete for other things and you don't always win. But if you don't try and you don't put yourself out there, then you're it, the answer is always no. Right. So I love that. I can't wait to see more of it. Um, maybe share with us if you can, if you can, maybe a celebration or an activity that just stands out in your mind in the recent past as something that was just unique or, or novel. You mentioned pitch competitions, but maybe something that was just a little different than that. Sure, absolutely. Um, well, each year we're always astounded by the creative things people come up with. Um, but one that has been very popular and has been done now in, in many places is an entrepreneurship movie marathon. Um, it's a really easy way um, to get people involved. We've seen this done a couple different ways. Um, sometimes it's just movie after movie on a college campus. You know, students can come and go. Others, it's in more of a class setting with a worksheet, you know, that asks you what lessons did you learn from this movie? Um, did this start, did, did this startup succeed or fail? Um, and, you know, there's some, you know, once we all know, like the social network or the movie Joy, um, but there's also now like the Firefest movie that in fact was a huge failure that we all know about. Um, but there are some entrepreneurial lessons you can learn from that. Um, so I think it's an engaging way um, to work with an audience, potentially even a younger audience, um, and get them engaged in thinking about um, different aspects of entrepreneurship. The movie too, Ellen Elements, with all of us making our way through the pandemic, I know um, I'm probably not the only one that kind of indulged in a lot of movie watching because we, we couldn't go anywhere for periods of time. So I, I love that example. And it's kind of like, you know, book clubs, how they connect neighborhoods and then they connect people around reading common things and, and you learn from others. So I think people who are listening and thinking, well, what can I do? I mean, that's a great that's a great example. I know another thing that really you talked about the Kaufman Foundation powering your work and they actually power Nacy's work. We'll be 20 years old this year uh, coming up in the beginning of 22. And the Kaufman Foundation sponsored a future building summit for us where we really brought together policy leaders and big thinkers to say, you know, we came to it with the premise that there's enough resources, there's enough ideas, there's enough 
in the world and, and in our community in the United States to move things forward. We just need to kind of come together and co-create with one another. And when you told me that, you know, and I, I think I had read that before that Kaufman was so instrumental in your work. Tell us a little bit about how that support helps you to accomplish the things that you do and maybe, um, you know, some of the, the joyful interactions that you've had um, working with people at that foundation. Sure. I mean, the Kaufman Foundation constantly has their finger on the pulse of entrepreneurship due to all of their research work and their work with policy. Um, and of course, their goal to make entrepreneurship easy and reduce those barriers um, at the city, state, and also federal level when it comes to resources for entrepreneurs. Um, but something that the Kaufman Foundation really ch challenges us to think about is engaging in communities in the middle of the country. You know, we know what's happening in Silicon Valley and Austin and Boston and all these, you know, traditional tech hubs, but there's also a lot of entrepreneurship happening in the middle of our country. Um, and so how are we engaging those entrepreneurs and what resources do they have um, but also kind of shining a spotlight on them as ecosystems, as entrepreneurs, and the great work that is coming out of those communities. Um, so I think a lot of that work through Gen, but also through Global Entrepreneurship Week allows people to learn um, about, you know, the entrepreneurs in Nebraska and in Iowa and places that we don't traditionally think about entrepreneurship, but there is a ton happening there um, and they deserve our attention as well. Yeah, that's an excellent point, Ellen, because I think really what we try to do here is, is say, you know, anyone can be an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter how much or how little education that you have. If you have assets in front of you and if you're willing to put yourself out there and adopt an entrepreneurial mindset, it doesn't matter if you're in eastern Kentucky or you're in Silicon Valley, there's opportunities uh, everywhere. And I, I remember at the beginning of this conversation, you said that you're from Pittsburgh and I grew up in Akron, Ohio. And I remember um, back when they had to make a transformation, right? A lot of the, the um, tire companies were moving out of Ohio at that time. And it really challenged um, that kind of ecosystem to start to think about how could it reinvent itself and, and how could it become really more focused on, you know, high tech and polymers and, and things of that nature. And I wonder sometimes, you know, thinking about the pandemic, if some of the experiences that we have in our lives where they're, they're, they seem very bleak at times or very challenging, they actually prepare us, you know, for stages later where we can do like what you're doing as a leader at Kaufman. So I would love to kind of conclude our conversation with you talking a bit about how did you make your way forward through the pandemic? You mentioned you had to kind of pivot to virtual. So join the club. Everybody had to do that. But just as a professional and just as a leader and somebody who, who clearly has a lot of optimism, maybe things that you learned along the way that might help other people. Sure. I mean, of course, it was a larger pivot to virtual than we've ever experienced um, before. Um, so I think a challenge in that is uh, connecting with people and, you know, making sure um, like what are the, what experiences are they having in their ecosystems of what types of challenges are those businesses specifically facing? Um, so, of course, access to capital. Um, a lot of businesses really struggled, especially with that during that time. But how as we how are we as an entrepreneur support organization able to turn around and say, OK, here are these resources. So a lot of that was kind of pulling resources that were coming up at city, state, and especially the federal level that we could in turn 
send out to our network, say that these are the lifeboats that are out there and how we're going to get through the next few months. So a lot of that was just a lot of research um, and connecting our network. So a lot of it was really just building up the network. Um, you know, a lot of, we create a lot of Slack channels. So there was a lot of communication and resource sharing um, taking place. Um, I do think a lot of it was helpful, as I mentioned, um, the virtual nature, you know, pivoting to an entirely virtual global celebration was great because people did learn from each other and new things. Um, and I think we also saw the resiliency of entrepreneurs. You know, they worked really hard to stay afloat and a lot of them had to pivot their business models. A lot of them had to look at e-commerce or ways they're engaging with their customers. Um, and now if something were to happen again, they have a lot more systems in place um, so that they can survive that kind of blow again. Um, but I do think it forced people to look at a lot of business models and the ways they're interacting with their customers. Um, and in turn, I also learned about a lot more platforms to engage entrepreneurs and conferences and how we can still connect um, and make it exciting and entertaining as opposed to just Zoom call after Zoom call. There are a lot more interactive platforms popping up, a lot resulting from the pandemic and this new virtual, virtual world we're living in. Um, so I definitely think it was a learning experience for all of us. Yeah, I think you're right, Ellen. And I think it, it caused all of us to kind of lean in and you know, be uncomfortable at times, right? But one of the things I observed is you had a lot greater access to people because prior to that, we're all on airplanes, you know, we're, we're constantly, you know, in this busyness of life. And when things shut down, it was kind of easier. I was writing a book at the time and it was much easier to get to people. And Natalia and I worked um, with other colleagues to launch the podcast. We never would have launched this podcast had we not had the pandemic. And now we're in over 425 cities, American cities, and you know, over 30 countries around the world. And so I think thinking like an entrepreneur gives you sort of that, that ability. And I think that's why, from our standpoint at NACI, we're so excited to be connected to you. We are very excited about celebrating Global Entrepreneurship Week um, in 2021, which will be from 12.30 to 1 Eastern on Monday, uh, November 8th uh, through Friday, November 12th. So we're going to have informal coffee chats. We're going to be surrounding various topics related to Global Entrepreneurship uh, Week. Each coffee chat, you know, is going to have a theme with guest speakers, but we also want um, that opportunity for engagement because what did we learn from Zoom? It is super exhausting to look at a screen of 20 people when all you're doing is trying to, you know, figure out things with your eyes. You know, we want to try to sort of bridge that gap with a lot of the best practices that I've seen you do, which is really engaging people in polls and, and comment in the chat and, and try to reach out and ask questions. So um, I just want to thank you on behalf of our network for the work that you do. Um, I think you lead with um, a sense of integrity and purpose that really um, transcends around the world. So I think Despite the pandemic uh, making its rounds around the world, we have good people like you that are, are working um, in partnership with really good um, committed organizations like the Kauffman Foundation. So we look forward to a wonderful week. Um, I know we here at NACI are doing a lot on the global end, which we'll be continuing to push out throughout the year. So I just want to thank you. And if there's anything that you want to share with people in terms of how they could learn more about how to access um, you know, information or, or, you know, if there's a website or there's Twitter handle that you wanted to share so people can get in on, on the celebration, that would be great if you would share that, Ellen. Sure, of course. Um, 
always happy to share all the amazing things that are happening during Global Entrepreneurship Week. Um, you can follow what's happening in the United States at gewusa.co and on Twitter at gewusa. Um, we have tons of things happening. Um, and in terms of community colleges, we already have um, some participating in Arkansas, North Carolina, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Texas, just to name a few. So lots of engagement there. Um, but you can see all of the activities that have been registered so far in the United States. And I encourage you to participate in person or virtually wherever that, that is available um, to you. So we look forward to having you participate in this celebration and hopefully again in 2022. Thank you so much, Ellen. It's a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that listening to this podcast will help you to explore the many ways we might define entrepreneurship. Join us every other Wednesday for more episodes as we celebrate opportunity, learn from one another, and grow together. Subscribe to this podcast, connect with us on social media, and learn more about today's speakers at nacy.com forward slash podcast. We look forward to making our way forward together with you. Have you heard about our latest book, Impact Ed? How Community College Entrepreneurship Creates Equity and Prosperity? This is our roadmap for building back better in 50 states and globally. In each chapter, we share the inspiring stories of everyday entrepreneurs and explain how community colleges play a crucial role in their success. Visit us at nacy.com slash impact ed to order your copy now and join us in this work. Have you heard the exciting news? NACI recently released a new publication, titled The NACI Playbook, Volume 1, all about how entrepreneurial mindset sets the new standard for success in communities and colleges. The NACI Playbook digs into entrepreneurial mindset and how practicing leadership with this framework creates an agile culture with space to innovate, co-create, fail forward, and accelerate growth. Entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial leadership require us to lean in, anticipate and recognize trends, Manage change, be resilient, take risks, reflect, and rest in the knowledge that anything is possible. Learn from our innovative, insightful, generous network who navigates both challenges and opportunities entrepreneurially as we share what we've learned and how you might apply their experience to your work. We hope you'll be as inspired as we were. Learn more at www.nacyplaybook.com.